An ideologically split U.S. Supreme Court has upheld Ohio's controversial use-it-or-lose-it voting law. It allows the state to automatically purge people from its list of registered voters if they fail to vote for two consecutive elections and fail to return a mailed postcard confirming their address. Is the right to vote conditional on actually voting? An Ohio man, a Navy veteran and software engineer named Larry Harmon, sat out some elections, including the 2012 presidential race. Neither candidate really did it for him. Then, when he did show up to vote against a marijuana legalization initiative in 2015, he found that he was no longer a registered voter. Ohio's voter purge law is the most aggressive in the nation, and the Supreme Court, by a 5-4 vote, has declared that it's legal to unregister a registered voter for not voting. Voter purging now joins the toolkit of steps that a number of state legislatures and secretaries of state are taking that keep people from going to the polls in the first place. And those techniques, as much as the votes that are cast, can shape the results of elections. Daniel P. Tokaji is a professor of law at Ohio State University and was a co-counsel in the case against Ohio's purge policy, one which he worries will now be copied by other states and disenfranchise more Americans. What's the underlying premise of this case? Is it that when it comes to voting, it's use it or lose it? As many as 35% of otherwise eligible voters in our nation are not registered. And the failure to register is the primary reason given by eligible citizens for their not voting. The principle behind this legislation is clear. Voting should be about discerning the will of the majority, not about testing the administrative capacity of a citizen. Justice Alito looked at the intent of the law, it seems, and not the impact when he said that there was no evidence that Ohio carried this out with any intent to discriminate.
When did Ohio put this law in place? And was it argued that this is just the voter roll equivalent of spring cleaning? You just clear out the clutter. Anything affirmative that would say, Howdy Doody is no longer a resident here, Howdy Doody now lives one state over, so you can take him off your voter rolls. The process that Ohio put in place sounded rather reasonable. You had to miss two elections. You didn't return a pre-postage paid card that the registrar sent out to you, and then they would wait another, what, four years, six years before striking you from the rolls? The people who then decide after missing a few elections they want to go vote, go to the polling place that they're used to, what do they encounter?
Unfortunately, this noble and sublime decision has not gone without opposition. This opposition has often risen to ominous proportions. Many states have risen up in open defiance. The legislative halls of the South ring loud with such words as interposition and nullification. But even more, all types of conniving methods are still being used to prevent Negroes from becoming registered voters. The denial of this sacred right is a tragic betrayal of the highest mandates of our democratic tradition. Between the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, which you spoke of, and the Voting Rights Act of 1965, how is it that between these two pieces of legislation that they cannot protect people from purges like the sort you describe? It seems that this is one of the battles in the war of over elections, which has changed not so much from persuading voters, but to controlling and deciding who votes and who counts votes.
Your colleague there at Ohio State, Edward Foley, said this ruling is narrow in its scope and potential effect. Do you agree? What about the big picture? Because Ohio is clearly a battleground state, like Florida, and like Florida's this argument over who gets to vote occupies front and center. Do you expect them to be imitated by other states? Dahlia Lithwick, who writes about legal matters for Slate, called Ohio the purgiest of all the purgy states. Is she right?
Dan Tokaji, a pleasure to talk to you. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's engineered by Dave Wine and Mike Heflin and edited by Heflin. The audio moments are from NPR and C-SPAN. The music is Vote Your Choice by The Radiance on the Chess Label. Subscribe to Pat Morrison Asks and never miss a podcast. You've got all the boys standing